The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, Andrzej Salveson. Thanks for tuning in. Joining us on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a good day. Interesting one out there with the the storms earlier, the rain, and then it's been windy. Kind of a gusty day, uh, but uh, still, we got some sunshine. It was beautiful. Still see some fall colors. It's awesome time of the year. We got high school football tonight. We got Major League Baseball playoffs tonight. We've got high school soccer going on this afternoon as well. The playoffs are, are going on there. And so uh, a lot of interesting things to dive into today. Uh, USA Today released their updated list of um, uh, of coaches' salaries throughout college football. I always find it fascinating to see that, uh, to go through that, uh, just to see who's making what, where, uh, how many different institutions pour in uh, more money to their head football coach than anybody else in the state. Highest paid state employee usually is a coach of some kind. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, that uh, is interesting to see where, where things are in the Mountain West Conference. So we'll get into that a little bit later on as well. Uh, but just a reminder, if you want to participate in our Preps Pick'em Contest for this week's prize, which uh, is uh, a, a nice prize, a couple of Oil changes from Cash Valley Auto Care. It's like a $100 value there. Then uh, make sure you get your picks in by this afternoon. Uh, we've got a game going on uh, today. Mountain Crest hosting Hillcrest. And that, uh, from all accounts, that game is still on. It's still going to be played. And then there are a couple other games for our friends up in Idaho who are playing this uh, on Friday. But to make sure you get uh, your opportunity to to win an opportunity to get connected on that uh, and give yourself a best, better chance, make sure you go to our website, uh, 1069thefan.com. See the link there and to get registered. If you haven't participated yet, that's okay. You can still register today and get a chance to win the two free oil changes from Cash Valley Auto Care. It's a $100 value. And still be in the running to win the 65-inch 4K TV from Lens Audio and Video, which we'll give away at the conclusion of this contest. But uh, really want to appreciate and send a big shout-out to the Logo Shop, who's made this all possible, where they've been a great uh, uh, sponsor, a great partner in making this work. It's a great place to go for your booster clubs, uh, your uh, athletic teams, your competitive teams. They can take care of logos for all that kinds of stuff. So go to our website, 1069thefan.com. Get registered. Make your selections because there is a game tonight. Mountain Crest hosting Hillcrest in Hiram. Um, and so then there's a couple of the games uh, on Friday with Preston, Bear Lake, Rich, and West Side all uh, taking place. So uh, make sure you go make your selections and uh, see who wins. Uh, let's see. Ajay has uh, uh, been hanging out in an undisclosed location. He's not been able to come out of his bunker as of yet. But uh, he joins us here on the Full Court Press. Ajay, have you, uh, I guess my biggest concern would be not for your well-being necessarily, but for your <laughs> wife's well-being and how she has to deal with you all cooped up. Yeah, uh, I'm doing well, Eric. Thanks for asking. Really, We're doing really well. Uh, 
So I actually am re. So we had some connection issues. I actually have relocated to a empty place, like a very empty home where no one resides for the last few days of my quarantine. Um, so I could get just a different side of something, a different look of something else. Uh, I talked to the individual where I'm staying at, and uh, they were nice enough to allow me to stay at their place while they are gone. So I'm uh, sitting in a different room in a different place in a different location. So this is uh, this has been fun. I'm just so happy. <laughs> the change of pace for you. Uh, that's a, that's good. <laughs> it's not like you going from you know your regular annual trip of Catch Valley to Jamaica or the Kokomo Islands or the Bahamas or whatever you do every year with your family. <laughs> it's okay. That's that's not that's not what we're doing here, Eric. So don't think anything more of it. That sounds really nice right now. Like, I would <laughs> yeah, like to do something me. like that. <laughs> hey, uh, Eric, you know, I'm excited about uh, tonight's football game, Mountain Crest and Hillcrest. Look, Mountain Crest has a chance to really die, or just to get some momentum going into the state tournament. I mean, any kind of momentum. Look, they had a good uh, a good shot at it with Bear River, and then kind of, you know, Bear River took control of the game there about just early in the second half and didn't look back. Um, uh, you know, of course, Ridgeline's Ridgeline. And that's going to be a tough one no matter what. But this Hillcrest team, uh, talking to somebody, Eric, if there is two teams that are worse than Mountain Crest, it is Hillcrest and Uinta. Uh, so you have a chance to beat a team and, and get to work on some things and improve on some things while winning a football game uh, and have some sort of momentum or any momentum at all going into the state tournament. This is a massive game for Mountain Crest tonight. Uh, yeah, so I, and, and the, the interesting thing about this, Eric, is that we, uh, the passing game from Mountain Crest has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, well, I wouldn't say absolutely phenomenal, but it's it, it's been better than maybe what it was last year. And again, they don't have the luxury of having a great running game like they did last year with Hunter Schroeder. Hunter Schroeder took so much pressure off this Mountain Crest football team, and now to turn around and not have Hunter, but you're running on your quarterbacks more so than not, if they can keep penalties and turnovers down tonight, they should run away with this game by 14-plus. That's right. Mountain Crest should win by 14-plus points tonight. Um, they should take control of this opportunity and, and get some momentum. Defensively, they've been really sound. I think defensively, they've actually been really good, to be honest with you. I know they've had a couple of hiccups. Ridgeline was, I mean, look, Ridgeline's a problem for anybody. We've already talked about that. But this Mountain Crest team led by Elijah Jackson, uh, you have, uh, Ful, uh, Fulger as well, and, and Fulger's been a big part of it. Their special teams has, has not been bad. Uh, in fact, their punting team's been really good. Fulger and against Bear River pinned Bear River inside the 15 four times and inside the five twice. Uh, so field position has been uh, big for them or will be big for them tonight. But, of course, establishing some sort of a run game and, and just eating up clock and not putting pressure on your quarterback in, in a third and long situation. And then in the red zone, you, they can't turn over the ball tonight. They have to be good with uh, with taking care of the ball and giving themselves a chance to, uh, to be in this game or at least – uh, take control of this game. If you're up by seven, you're in the red area, you should have seven. That should be their mindset the whole entire way through. Give your team a chance to get a touchdown and don't turn over the ball. If they can do that, again, this is a runaway from Mountain Crest. 
points on the board for them and some momentum going in to at least the first round of this state tournament. Um, but again, I, I'm excited for tonight, 7 o'clock uh, for Mountain Crest. That will be uh, on uh, 107.7 uh, FM, and you can also find that on the stream on CashValleyDaily.com. Just go to the local high school or go to the sports menu, uh, go to the local high school football schedule, and then you'll find all the streams uh, for whatever game you're looking for. But tonight it's going to be uh, Mountain Crest and Hillcrest. Again, AJ Knight, Matty Ice, Matt Adams will be on the call. Uh, excited to hear their call and excited to see how Mountain Crest does here. And, and for the rest of the region, look, Skyview's already wrapped up the one seed. There's no need to play tonight. The, you rest up, you heal up, and you get ready for the state tournament. Uh, Green Canyon, same thing. I know they have some bodies banged up. You rest, you get healed, and you hopefully go at this uh, and, and you give yourself another shot at uh, um, you know contending for uh, at least a state championship. I don't know if they're good enough to be honest with you to be able to do. It. I think your I think your two top teams out of Region 11 is going to be Skyview uh, and it's going to be Ridgeline, uh, and then after that it's it's, it's kind of a crapshoot from the Region 11. But River is another interesting team, by the way. You know they've they've had their roller coaster where they've you know they had a, a really dull first half against Mountain Crest and then turned it on the second half. Uh, they had a uh, an interesting game uh, with Green Canyon. Um, they've they had a really tough one with Box Seller where they came away with a win, but they were down big early. Easton Lish is back. That helps out a lot for Bay River. Uh, so I you know I, I give your favorites to being Skyview and being Ridgeline, uh, but then also the, the, those sleeper teams. I would say Bay River is definitely one of them. Uh, and I'd like to see Logan as well. I, I think anybody who Logan matches up with, I think Logan's getting out of the first round. I think they move on to the second round. I just think they're a better football team than they were last year. They're so well coached. The patience with the coaching staff and working with these kids has been phenomenal. And these kids have really bought in as well. So I'm excited to see Logan and Bear River and see what kind of noise they can make. Yeah, me too. And I think that uh, when when the a lot of eyes are obviously going to be on Skyview and, and Ridgeline, as you talked about, but... I think that there's some opportunities for these other teams to to uh, to make some damage and to do some, uh, you know, advance and continue their seasons a little bit because Region 11 is a tough region, and uh, if if you look mediocre in Region 11, that's really not that bad of a thing to be honest because you can be pretty good when you compared to a lot of other regions in the state. Um, after the games, well, I guess actually it'll be probably a few more days, not just after this evening, but it'll be a few days before those playoff pairings and the final RPI uh, is released. But um, yeah, best of luck to Mountain Crest. This, they're facing a Hillcrest team that's really kind of struggled themselves. They're really not that great, to be honest. Uh, Mountain Crest is, uh, like you said, an opportunity for them to get a little momentum into next week and maybe steal a, a game or two um, as they get into the 4A uh, football playoffs. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I just... Is it crazy that we're already to the end of the season? <laughs> it does not feel like it's that this should be happening. And what else? You know, I was thinking earlier today. What else feels weird is that Utah State football is next Saturday. Uh, for me, that just seems odd. I don't know why it feels like we should be several weeks, uh, months into the season already. But the fact that we haven't had anything on Saturdays for USU football and the first games next week just seems a little just caught me funny today like really oh that's next week huh <laughs> yeah that's right we got to start prepping for boise state man we got to start getting our uh, our uh, opponent research ready and uh, 
setting up some interviews and whatnot so we can see what Boise State's going to look like. Uh, yeah, all next week it, it's going to be a lot of high school football and uh, getting ready for Boise State, for Utah State football. Uh, I'm, looking, I'm, really, I'm really, really looking forward to all that. Uh, since before we get into uh, too much else, I want to make sure we still focus on high school a little bit here with the girls' soccer uh, tournament going on right now. Uh, I haven't been able to find a score from this game yet, but it, apparently it started almost two hours ago, Skyview at Cedar Valley. So if anybody knows that score, if anybody's familiar if that game has gone final or what the final score was or what it currently is, Text us and let us know, 435-339-0321. But that game going on uh, started earlier this afternoon. Uh, just underway, a couple other games. Logan hosting Snow Canyon. Green Canyon hosting Juan Diego. Ridgeline hosting Cedar. And Mountain Crest at Canyon View. So those games all happening right now in girls soccer. Uh, and uh, Region 11 represented very well. In region eleven, in uh, the state four uh, A playoffs, where uh, Green Canyon is number two overall, Ridgeline's number three overall, and Logan is number four overall. So that's crazy. Uh, th- uh, three teams in the top five. Uh, Mountain Crest is eleventh, and Skyview is uh, is ninth. So uh, Bear River did play uh, earlier. They uh, had to go to Snow Canyon. They lost to Snow Canyon four to one. So unfortunately, Bear River is out for the uh, girls' soccer playoffs. But uh, we've got uh, people that are there covering these games. We'll be sure to have photo galleries and details uh, a little bit later on this evening on cashvalleydaily.com. So you can go check that out and see uh, how these games turned out and, and who's moving on and what's happening next for girls' soccer. Uh, let's see, Ajay, last night, a couple different things we want to get to. We had an NFL game on a rare Tuesday night. We had two really interesting baseball games. One that uh, went down to the wire after looking like it was going to be a blowout, and it just totally flipped. Now, I tell you, the, the late innings in these games have been fascinating. Uh, the first five innings or so uh, have been kind of, I mean, not to say boring, but not a lot of excitement, not a lot of runs. But it seems like the last half of these games is where all the excitement's been happening in these Major League Baseball playoffs. You know, I have not been so frustrated about a win in a long, long time. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, we're up 7 nothing, then we're up, you know, and then it's 8-3 uh, going into the bottom of the 7th, and, and, you know, we haven't milked our bullpen at all, and we're, we're cruising along, and then all of a sudden the Dodgers offense comes alive. But as people want to give credit to the Dodger offense, which is totally fine, Eric, I'm going to blame the Braves pitching. It wasn't good. Too many fastballs down the middle cut of the plate. Too many breaking balls being left hanging up. Um, not enough urgency in the pitching, really, is, is, is what I saw. And then we, we just got really lax on hitting, too. Uh, we took a, I think there was a couple times we're on a 2-1 count. They take a, they take a fastball or a breaking ball that really broke a lot of the play or caught a lot of the play and they wouldn't swing. They're trying to milk the count for, and, and really, I've always had the theory, Eric, um, where if you, like, with the starter pitcher that you're facing, milk the count. Run up the count as much as you possibly can. After that, with their relievers and bullpen, first best pitch you see, you go right after it. You get aggressive with your hitting. And the Braves didn't, I mean, just completely, completely uh, went silent with their bats from the 6th to the ninth inning. I mean, it was, it was atrocious. Uh, so, I mean, glad we won. 
But, God, I mean, you had to use three more pitchers than you were supposed to in a game that you're up 8-3, to three, and there's no reason that game should have been that close. Well, yeah, that this the, the, the late game, the late inning, uh, I don't want to necessarily say heroics, but just how it's shifting in these games uh, has been really fun to watch. Uh, I'm not saying that you should just ignore the first half of these games because sometimes there's some pretty interesting interesting things that do happen earlier in the games. But this uh, this this you have to face three batters rule with these pitchers. I think it makes a huge difference when you get into the the bullpen in the late innings, and that's where you see these these some of these pitchers or, or some of these uh, hitters batters start to figure out how to get these guys. And uh, it makes it really fascinating to see how how things happen. Uh, and uh, the, the Dodgers, man, they were giving themselves a chance in that ninth inning. They just came up a little bit short. Yeah, the thing is, you brought up a, you brought up a great point with that three-batter rule. Now a pitcher cannot just come in. Like, the Braves have two specialists, right? They have a righty specialist and a lefty specialist. And usually, when a left-hand batter, batter would come in, they'd use that lefty specialist for that batter, that one batter. Now you have to face three batters. So if you got, say, Corey Seager coming in and you got a lefty reliever, not only do you have to worry about facing Corey Seager, but then you got to f- face the next two righties. I mean, and, it, and it's made things a little bit more strategic for uh, managers. And, of course, managers aren't a big fan of that role because they like to use that one pitcher for that one batter because, I mean, it's a lefty versus lefty matchup. You throw a righty versus lefty, and more often than not, you're going to get punished for it. But that's, I mean, that's just the way it is, and uh, and I've got to be honest, it, it's hurt. It's hurt the Astros, it's hurt the Yankees, it's hurt my Braves, it's hurt your Cubs. Um, the Braves aren't the only ones that have been stung by this. There's been multiple teams that have, but again, it's just that whole strategic thing. Uh, you have to use it, you know, with the three batter rule. Um, another thing that's kind of came out to me that I've, I've, as I watched last night's game, is, I mean, I, I, I said that, you know, pitchers should usually use that count, right, for a pitcher's count, and bring it up. You know, uh, let him run this pitch count up. That has not been the case in this Braves-Dodgers series. Like, Freeman swings away uh, on the second pitch and hits a home run for the second day in a row. Albies takes the third pitch he sees and puts it into uh, <laughs> puts it into his closer's glove for the second game in a row. A lot of hitting, and I guess I'd say six, I believe the stat said six of the eight runs when they were scored, Eric, came on the first three pitches of the bat. Wow. I mean, so you're not I mean, you're not seeing them actually just wait it out. It's just, hey, if I see a ball that's gonna catch a lot of the play, I'm gonna take one good hack at it and uh, and see if we can drive in a couple runs here, see if I can get on base. It's been really interesting. Yeah, that has been interesting. Uh the the uh I, and frankly I really like the move. Um, I like that you're gonna. One of the, the beefs I've always had with with baseball late games is that it can really drag a game on. When they bring a pitcher on <laughs> to face one guy, and then they pull him, <laughs> uh, and it's like, okay, now we got to stop everything down. You got to bring a new guy in. He's got to warm up. He's gonna face a batter. Oh, you're gonna pull this guy if he can't get through the the, the batter. How you want him? So you're gonna pull him, and it's just like was this. Super boring parade of pitchers of warming up and taking their time. And I understand the chess match option of it and this, the, you know, position this a certain style. This pitcher has this kind of a release angle and this guy throws with this arm, whatever. 
Uh, I get that, but it really slowed the game down. And I, I like this move by Major League Baseball. And I think it makes it more interesting late in the game. And we're seeing that we're seeing more runs scored as a result of this. And so does it does that put more pressure on your starter to go longer then? Yeah, I mean it will. Uh, because again, if now if you can set it up to where you do, uh, you know, it, it, set it up to where you do face, you know, go five innings, maybe six in the third. And in that inning, you say, okay, we got a lefty coming up. I don't like this matchup. This hitter's been hitting really hot. Bring in my lefty and have him face him and then take on the next two batters based on batting averages or what they're hitting in the series or whatever. Then that maybe gives you a shot. But again, I, 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 you're seeing, I think the Braves, you know, Max Freed went, what, six plus innings, uh, last night. I think they took, I mean, it was another six inning thing. It's, I mean, I don't know if it's as much pressure, but I think they got to, for the manager, it's it, it's a little bit more, again, it's strategic and make sure they put the reliever in at the right time to get that matchup that you want. Uh, for me, Eric, by the way, what, looking at this series, Braves up 2-0, the ten, Rays are up 3-0. Which one are you more shocked by right now, Rays or Braves? Oh, Braves, by far. Is that because you picked your Dodgers in five? <laughs> no. Well, maybe that's part of our uh, what went wrong Wednesday, perhaps, is some bad takes that I had last week. Um, but uh, I, the fact that the Dodgers, I thought this would be a much more competitive series. Uh, I, I think that last night probably gives them a little bit of glimmer of that, hey, we can compete with these guys. We can still uh, be in this series. But they're down 0-2. Um, and I, I thought it would probably be the other way around, to be honest. So to see what this Atlanta team has done, not just what they're hitting, all the talk was on their offense coming into this game, but what they've been doing with their pitching is was definitely worth noting and how well they've been uh, handling their, uh, their their trips to the mound. Yeah, uh, their pitching has been phenomenal. The bullpen was, well, it was great until last night, then things got pretty hairy. But the starters have been absolutely phenomenal. I thought Max Fried in game one was spectacular. Um, I thought yesterday they were good overall. I mean, again, they, they, I mean, no runs going into the, what, seventh, I believe, sixth or seventh, and then they had that three run shot. Uh, but it's. Do you, do you have more... a TV where you are where you're in your new bunker? Yes. So are you seeing what's going on right now? The, I have not turned on the TV yet. Okay, so it's in the top of the first. This game's just getting started. There are two outs. Dodgers and Braves uh, again. Top of the first. Dodgers lead six to nothing right now. In the top. No, of the they first. don't. Are you lying to me? Six to nothing. Right Wait, now. are you lying to me? Or are you being honest? <laughs> being serious. The Dodgers already have six guys across the plate in the top of the first inning. With oh, only no. there are two outs, but. It's not looking that great. Not a good start for Atlanta. After all this talk about all the runs coming late in the game, Dodgers are flipping the script here. Oh, that sucks. Um, okay, we'll have to find something else to watch today then. <laughs> uh, Peterson had a home run. Uh, Rios had a home run. Um, and uh, Peterson had a, a, a three RBI. So, anyway, these uh, they're, they're hitting the ball well. To start the game in uh, game three. There's a lot of baseball left, Eric. A lot of baseball left. Well, gosh, this, I mean, 
the way that the, these that game ended last night, then yeah, absolutely, there's a lot of baseball. <laughs> Hey, uh, give me your take on this Rays Astros series. Rays up three nothing, looking for a sweep. This stuns me. Like this floors me. And you know what? Even more floors me. What? In fact, let me ask you this: What floors you more? The Rays being up three zero, or Altuve with his fourth throwing error of this postseason, his third throwing error of this series. Well, and those each one of those errors led to oh, multiple runs. Costly. Multiple runs. And, Eric, we're talking about routine throws. The one where he picked up the ball, turned to his right, it's a routine double play ball, and then he one-hops it, and it skips into left field. The one where he, uh, he it was on a shift, and he just calmly goes to his uh, left side, uh, picks up, and then one-hops the first baseman. Like, it's just... This is weird. This isn't Jose Altuve. Like, I don't know what's going on here, man. Well, you know, sometimes we, we this happens in sports where somebody has a uh, – maybe it's a physical thing. Maybe he's got an injury. But it may be more likely there's some mental block. Uh, we, we see it sometimes with, like, uh, field goal kickers where it should be an easy chip shot and they're just – whatever reason – they just keep shanking it, and they just keep shanking it, and they can't quite get it dialed in. Or golf, uh, it, and uh, it's just always going to mess uh, mess up. You know, you're always going to hook it. Um, you're, you're when you approach, um, you know, an opportunity for an easy putt, you mess that up. So sometimes uh, they call it the yips in golf a lot. So sometimes you just get these little mental blocks, and they're hard to get out of. You get that that funk. Uh, if you're a free throw shooter, normally in, in basketball, where it's normally it's money, and uh, you can't get anywhere close to making it in, so sometimes these happen. These things happen. It's not a physical thing, uh, but sometimes there's just a mental block there that that comes up for some reason, and sometimes it be, people become more aware that they have this problem, and it just exacerbates the issue. So, for Jose Altuve to continue to make these errors, and then they directly result in added runs for Tampa Bay is a problem that Houston has to address and get fixed quickly. And hopefully he can – I mean, for all the cheating from last year, and whatever you want to say about his part and all that, you know, I don't feel comfortable watching a guy out there struggle like that. Um, and it's just – it's weird. I feel bad that he's going through it. You know, we talked about specialists with righties and lefties facing lefties and righties of batters. What about a defensive specialist? Eric, let me ask you something crazy. Do you bench Jose Altuve tonight for someone who might have a more clear mind, if that's what we want to call it, that doesn't have that mental block, who's going to go out and make routine plays for you so you don't give up three runs in an inning because your second baseman can't make a play? Do you bench him and let somebody else come and give it a, give it a shot? Oh, man, that's that's a tough call because of what he can do when he's at the plate and how he can help call you. The is he hasn't been that great at the plate. Like, I mean, you look at, like, three of his strikeouts, and Eric, on the uh, two of those strikeouts were pitches, like, what were they, six, no, five-plus pitches or whatever, and three of them were outside of the zone, and guess what? He swung at all three. Like, and, I mean, they're balls in the dirt that are, like, outside the plate. Well, maybe. You know, sometimes it's they need to, you need to make something kind of a drastic move. For him to just reset a little bit, uh, sit back, watch the game, get collected, and uh, and find that 
find that fire, find that zone again that he needs, and, and get back in there. I don't know. That's that's a sports psychologist uh, <laughs> related issue that I'm not qualified to answer. But it, it certainly <laughs> is an interesting thing to watch that somebody who's been such a good baseball player uh, have those kinds of issues, not just in one game but in multiple games, and turn out to be catastrophic errors. That it didn't just you know, one missed opportunity to get a guy out, but he gets extra guys on base, and then they come home, and all of a sudden, five runs score that inning. Yeah, it's again, you, you and you can't have these errors. You just can't have them, especially when you're down three zero. Um, <laughs> it's 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 uh, this this offense for the Rays is sizzling, but when you give them second chances, it, it nearly kills it. It nearly puts you out of a game, and that was the case last night. I mean, I mean, and look, Dusty Baker said last night that no one feels worse than Jose right now. No one feels more bad for him than we do. Uh, and so he, uh, you know, he said he's going to stick with him and have confidence with him and that he'll be able to go out and make a play. But, man, I don't, whew, I don't know, dude. You, you've thrown it. You've had th- four throwing errors so far um, and three of them in this series alone. Might be time to, <laughs> might be time to look somewhere else right now for a second baseman that can be able to make a play. Yeah, well, maybe, uh, maybe he's having a hard time right now. Um, by the way, two outs, uh, but uh, the last two—they're down two runners on base, and each of them got their base on or uh, got to their base on balls. So they got walked. Jeez. So it's not a great start uh, for uh, for Dayton right now for Atlanta. <sighs> Gosh. So you see, and that's the thing, Eric, is now you got to go to your bullpen in the third inning. You may not even make it to the second inning without a bullpen call. <laughs> like, they might have to go, like, honestly, max third inning, he goes till. Worst case scenario, he probably is going to get pulled here in the second inning. They're trying to, what they're trying to do is because if there was no outs, he would have been pulled. With two out, they're trying to, like, let him get out of this jam without using a bullpen pitcher in the first inning. It's getting worse. Seager just singled the center, and uh, Taylor has scored. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> so now Dodgers are up 7 to nothing. Uh, it's going to be a fun night for the Braves, looks like. get this. Shut started. up, Eric. You freaking picked the Dodgers in five. Shut the fetch up. Don't freaking <laughs> tell me. Oh, I don't need any updates from you. Uh, okay, so anyway, we'll, we'll call a timeout here in the full court press. We'll continue to keep an eye on uh, what's going on with Major League Baseball. Uh, the Rays and the Astros, a critical game four. Can the, can the Astros stay alive and extend the series? Do the Rays bring out the brooms? Uh, and do the Dodgers and Braves, you know, how much does this shift the whole mentality of the series, or does it? Uh, also, a, a NFL game last night on a rare Tuesday night. We'll get into that. And what went wrong Wednesday? Some of the things that were uh, some questionable calls or series of plays that took place over this past week. We'll get into that as well. Coming up on the Full Court Press. This is Larry from Larry's Pharmacies. Got your flu shot yet? I recommend everyone six months and older get vaccinated. The flu is a serious disease that annually kills thousands and hospitalizes hundreds of thousands. Toddlers, young adults, and seniors are affected most. Protect yourself, those around you, and the whole valley by getting vaccinated today. Come in, no appointment necessary. Stop it in its tracks and don't pass it on. We even come to group gatherings. Thanks, Cash Valley, supporting us for 20 years. Stay well. 
The Riverwoods Conference Center is accepting reservations for holiday parties and events, inviting you to experience an elegant holiday atmosphere with the Riverwoods Conference Center's beautiful new renovation and holiday decor. And with catering from Elements, your special occasion can include delicious entrees and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. This year, the Spring Hill Suites is offering a low $79 rate when you schedule a holiday party at the Riverwoods so you can take the elevator home after your event. To schedule, call 750-5151 or Google Riverwoods Conference Center. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jerick's. Oh, McCarroll has a farm and appliance farm. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Why buy from Daryl's? Lowest price guarantee. With our new digital price tags, which are updated daily, we check the internet to make sure we're the lowest price available. Test us. We dare you. Nobody's prices are lower. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Carol's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Welcome to Firehouse. Firehouse Pizzeria, now open for dine-in and curbside pickup. Firehouse Pizzeria is Cash Valley's best pizza and dessert. Enjoy that famous stone-fired pizza, pastas, sandwiches, salads, plus mouth-watering fazookies. You know, the perfect warm cookie covered in ice cream. A treat everyone loves. Pizzas, pastas, sandwiches, salads, and more. Experience the stone at Logan's Best Pizza and Pasta. Firehouse Pizzeria. The answer is... You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Can you do it consistently? And I think that's the big question for Kyler Murray. My guess is yes. He understands valuing the football better than any quarterback in the NFL. Everybody has a bad game, but can you prevent that second or third, the snowball of what we've seen from Carson Wentz? The snowball of what we've seen from Sam Darnold? That's the big question. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, Andrzej Salveson, love to hear from you on our uh, text line. If you've got a question or comment, you want to weigh in, share a uh, what went wrong Wednesday idea, 435-339-0321. I think I've got a few bad takes I need to own up to. Uh, One of them being that uh, the Dodgers would win the series in five. Yeah, that's that's not gonna happen. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> like it's just it's one game. But I wondered with the that's, one thing. But that's what you say, man. But it's one game. But this is an absolute eight kicking. Like it's seven nothing in the first inning, Eric. With with the way the game ended last night, I mean, the Braves still got the win. But th- does that 
the way that the Dodgers kind of fought their way and made it a game late, does that give them momentum coming into the series? Oh, my is gosh. That- is that gone? It's a grand slam. Gone. It's a grand freaking slam. Oh, my heavens. It is 11 to nothing in the first inning. Wait, did they have three guys on base? And by the way, there's still two out. What? I thought they only had two guys on base. No, the bases were loaded. Oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm a little bit delayed from what you're watching. Yeah, well, that's fine. (laughs) Dude, Kershaw hasn't even touched the damn mound yet, Eric. And he's he's got an 11-run lead. They spotted him 11 runs before he's touched the damn mound. We're in the top of the damn first inning. <laughs> you can't get out. You cannot get out of the inning. This is horrible. Dude, we're going to use our whole entire bullpen. This guy's going to have to go. Like, he honestly, they have to have this guy go four innings. Because you can't milk your bullpen in game three of this series. You can't. Look. Whether they lose by one or they lose by 30, it doesn't matter. It's a loss. So do you really mess up your pitching rotation for the next game where you just try to recover? No, 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 no. Yeah, you don't touch You don't touch the pitching rotation. It is what it is. But the bullpen is, like, you've got to somehow massage this <laughs> with, I mean, maybe using five pitchers. And, like, I know it's going to be tough to do, but this guy's got to go three at least. He's got to go three innings at least. Because we're already into the bullpen. This is hor- This is embarrassing. According to ESPN Stats and Info, the Dodgers have jumped out to an 11-0 lead in the top of the first inning in Game 3, which you've just alluded to us. Uh, that is the most runs scored in a single inning in postseason history. Do you know what's crazy? Is the, I remember last year's wild card game when they played St. Louis, and St. Louis scored... 14 runs, I think, in the in two innings. I think it was 8 nothing in the first inning, and it was 14-1 to one after the second inning. If I remember right, it was 14 runs in two innings. This is this is looking like we're headed that way right now. It's 11 nothing right now, and we're in the top of the freaking... Oh, look, hey, hey, we got out of it. All right. All right. Comeback time, baby. We're screwed. We're so screwed. Look, what you... They're going to lose the game. So, do do you kill yourself and try? Well, thanks, to... you know, Booger McFarland. <laughs> well, Appreciate that great analysis. Well, do you do you kill yourself and trying to right the ship and and try to make a difference with what the the other eight innings that you have to play, or do you just say, you know what? Congratulations, Dodgers! You got this one. We're going to re uh, uh, come back together tomorrow and have a better. Better showing. I don't know. We haven't even batted yet. I have no <laughs> idea what, what what's going to happen because we haven't even like Freddie Freeman hasn't even picked up his wood yet and be able to go swing on the deck. Wait, we have no <laughs> dude. It's eleven nothing, and we haven't even got to our dugout yet. It's eleven nothing, and Kershaw hasn't even picking up a rosin bag yet. I that's. I, so I don't know what to tell you right now. I think you see how this next inning goes. I mean, you give it three innings. You give it two to three, no, three innings, and see where you're at after three. If you're still down 11 or worse than that, kill it. Say, you know what? Game three's there. We're gonna need to, we, we need to reset mentally. We'll come back for game four and see if we can do better than this. This is bad. 
This is a... Dude, I am going to say some naughty words. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, just got an update that Mountain Crest, the number 11 team in 4A girls soccer, has upset number 6 Canyon View, 2 to nothing. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, dude. Our, our Region 11 women girls soccer just wrecks teams in state tournaments. It's fun. So now Mountain Crest awaits the winner of Ridgeline and Cedar. So it could be a, a Region 11 rematch. Oh, that's great. That is that is absolutely wonderful. Congratulations to the, the Mountain Crest Girls soccer team. Uh, that is an awesome, awesome win. Oh, that's cool. And as a reminder, other games going on right now, Green Canyon and Juan Diego. Uh, from what I heard, uh, Green Canyon got on the board early in that one. And then uh, Logan and Snow Canyon underway right now and Skyview Cedar Valley uh, also playing this afternoon. So if we get any other finals, we'll make sure we pass those along. Um, in the meantime, we're going to call another timeout here in the Full Court Press. Uh, I want to get into this other game tonight in Major League Baseball, the Astros and the Rays. Um, it's do or die for for Houston. Can they extend this series or is it over? Um, will Tampa put a bow on it and wrap this thing up? And just wait to see what happens in the National League. We'll talk about that next in the Full Court Press. Save your asphalt shingle roof before costly replacement and repair work is needed. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing is the answer to roof rejuvenation without replacement. RoofMax is a simple all-natural spray that rejuvenates asphalt shingles. You change your engine oil every three to 5,000 miles. With RoofMax, you can now extend the life of your asphalt shingles up to 15 years beyond the warranty with a simple maintenance process. Don't replace, rejuvenate. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing. Google Quality Pace roofing or call 757-9642 the best mornings begin with not that okay that's better i was going to say the best mornings begin with a magnificent breakfast like two sausage mcmuffin with egg sandwiches for four dollars and to drink get any size premium roast coffee or soft drink like an icy dr pepper for just a dollar more in other words the best mornings begin at mcdonald's Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with combo meal. Les Olson Company realizes that having cutting-edge and dependable computer hardware enables the front line of your business to get the job done. They also help you play defense with the most sophisticated IT security products available. Create an all-star work environment with the latest IT products and best support and cash value. Les Olson Company's managed IT is there for you all the way. Visit lessolson.com to learn more. This is Ryan at My Mattress. I had a friend text me the other day saying how happy he is that he bought a new mattress last month. He, like the rest of us, are spending a lot more time at home. You may even be listening to this radio ad on your mattress at home, even if it is 2 o'clock in the afternoon. No judgment here. We're practicing all safe guidelines and we're open all day, every day but Sunday. The deals have never been better. More than ever, isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Only at my mattress by the South Walmart. Well, I was driving across town when my car got down, started lurching and trying to die. Well, luckily there was a shop, and when it struggled to a stop, a nice fella met me right outside. I said, man, something's wrong. What the heck is going on? He said, I tell you this, I got no doubt. You just relax and don't you worry. We can fix it in a hurry because your car is what we're all about. 
At Cash Valley Auto Care, all the experts are under one roof. So if it's not running right, chances are we can fix it. Cash Valley Auto Care, behind Home Depot on 200 East 1175 North. They're celebrating 30 years at the Logo Shop. They logo everything from pens and water bottles to travel bags and coolers. It's also the season to get your order in for the holidays. The Logo Shop will custom screen print or embroider your logo on shirts, jackets, and other outerwear. You can even browse their inventory and get price quote online at welogostuff.com. The Logo Shop. The Logo Stuff. The Logo Shop. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson, a good question that's posed on Twitter is... Or can hitting be contagious? Aj, you've been in baseball a long time. Now the the Braves they gave up six runs in six playoff games. Now the Dodgers have scored eighteen runs in four innings. So is hitting contagious? Once somebody starts to connect, does that start to light everybody else up and they start feeling it? I think it's a it, it, it's not a carryover from a different game. Right, so I, I think last night's game doesn't affect today's game, but in today's game, this game that we're talking about, game three of the series, yes, because you see one guy get a hit off of him, he looks over, and then you know it's it's another guy. So in this game, it was a separate entity from last night's game. Yes, last night's game you saw hitting kind of catch on for the Dodgers. It's all of a sudden go from eight three to eight seven. Um, but it's, but not in the, but not, it's, it's, there's no carryover. There, there, there really isn't. Uh, Eric, I was looking at also another, a really ugly number. Kyle Wright. Okay. So the Braves had given up, um, let's see. So Kyle Wright in his one inning pitched that he started, Eric, he's allowed as many runs in the first inning of this game of today's game, which was six as the entire Braves team did in their first 64 innings of the, of this postseason's baseball. That's awesome. That's really productive. <laughs> wow. What by a piece of crap. Uh, by the way, it is, uh, it's is—it's not Kershaw on the mound for the Dodgers today. Who is it? It's uh, Urias. Oh, my gosh. They pushed Kershaw back another day. See, it's cheating. They're cheating. Why is that cheating? Because what they because they keep having these matchups with these pitchers, and then they're like on the day of, like four hours before the game, they're like, nope, nope, we're gonna switch it. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, the guy's got back problems. If he wants, he to doesn't play. have back problems. He has postseason. I'm gonna choke on a on a coconut problem. That's what he has. It's not back problems, Eric. Come on, you've been you've been around the game enough. You've seen it enough. Where you know Kershaw doesn't show up for the postseason. Has nothing to do with his back. Has everything to do with his mentality everything to do with this mentality okay uh he has he has a history of not being quite as dominant in the postseason he had one game where he was phenomenal uh and one of the shortest baseball games i've seen because he was just knocking guys down left and right but um he does have a little bit of a history of not coming through in the clutch in the postseason at least in the world series i'm into that by the way, I just saw a picture. There's a Quidditch practice going on up at the quad today. 
You're no way. You're not up there hanging out. I can't. I have to freaking quarantine or whatever until Friday, masks. even though nobody else had to quarantine. It's masked Quidditch. I, I want to go up there just so I can hold the sack. I want to be the sack. No, the snitch. The snitch. Well, it's it's the same thing. If you're the sack, you're the snitch. If you're the snitch, you're the snack. Okay. And remember, snitches get stitches in in Quidditch. That's <laughs> always been the rule. A quick timeout here in the full court press. We want to come back <laughs> a look at the uh, other game, the the American League Championship Series between the Rays and the Astros. Coming up next in the full court press. Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest, presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the Grand Prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Logan Gift Show is now accepting applications for the 2020 show. This year's gift show is November 6th and 7th at the Riverwoods Conference Center. We would love to have your creative, unique, festive, and one-of-a-kind gift ideas. It's all about fun, style, and quality. Amazing food, demonstrations, ideas, and your business will help deliver a gift show to remember. Visit with thousands of people looking for gift ideas and fun holiday cheer. Go to LoganGiftShow.com. That's LoganGiftShow.com. For details or call 752-1390 for more information. Sponsored by the Cash Valley Media Group. Cache Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat. The premier Ear, Nose, and Throat Clinic in northern Utah is open inside the Cache Valley Hospital and the new location in Providence next to the Bank of Utah. Social distancing guidelines apply, and you can be assured each office is clean and safe. All services are now available at the Allergy Clinic, Hearing Clinic, and Ear, Nose, and Throat offices. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Please call 753-7880 for telehealth conference calls. Stay safe from your health professionals at the Cache Valley Ear, nose and throat clinic it doesn't matter who you root for the full court press has all the high school sports covered the full court press connect with us on facebook twitter and online at 1069thefan.com Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson, by the way, just got word that uh, looks like Skyview won their game on the road in a oh, shootout. Oh, great. So Mountain Crest and Skyview with the upsets early today. Uh, looks like uh, Ridgeline is taking control of their game. Uh, Logan is trailing uh, by a uh, goal in theirs. Um, they've had opportunities, just haven't been able to. Uh, they've had multiple shots on goal, just haven't been able to get it through. So Snow Canyon currently leads Logan one nothing. But uh, tonight it's the American League Championship Series game four in that series. And uh, Ajay, if it if it wasn't for just Jose Altuve error, the Astros were kind of in control of that game uh, to that point last night. And then the floodgates opened for Tampa, and then they just didn't relinquish. You know what's funny, Eric? Baseball's always been a funny game. I think that's kind of been a cliche when you talk about baseball. Is people say, well, baseball's a funny game. I've seen so many games I've played in and coached a lot of games where it's one error. It's one mistake. I remember playing Ridgeline, uh, I think, three years ago. And we're up two to nothing against Ridgeline. 
they have two men on, or excuse me, they have a man, no, nobody's on actually, and it's their, uh, I think it's their seventh hitter, and he strikes out swinging, balls drops, he got to make the throw to first. Catcher overthrows our first baseman by about 20 feet. Runner advances to second. Next hitter comes up, he walks. Next hitter comes up, hits a double. Next hitter comes up, hits a double. All of a sudden, we go from being up 2 nothing to down 6-2 to two in one inning. It takes one mistake. It takes one free pass. It takes uh, one error to allow, as you say, let the floodgates open. And, and that's been the case here with this Houston-Tampa Bay series, specifically looking at Jose Altuve. You know, they were making a lot uh, from Dusty Baker saying that uh, his franchise, his team, the Astros, were treating in last night's game as a Game 7. Uh, they did not want to go down 3 nothing. They didn't want to be in that deep of a hole. They didn't get that. Is it detrimental for a team to be have that kind of a, a, a thought and then you you lose it? Like, this is going to be our Game 7 and you lose. Does that just make it even harder to dig out from? It can be. It can be, but the Major League Baseball is such a different game, uh, you know, because these guys have been through baseball for how long now? Uh, not, you know, Little League, high school, uh, Super League ball, college, uh, you know, low and high A ball, triple um, A, and then now they're in the majors. So they've seen a ton of baseball. They've seen a ton of situations. They've been through a ton of losses and wins, uh, both heartbreaking and such. So, I mean, it can be, but at the same time, you play 162 games in a year, and you, you lose and win in every single kind of way. And so it, does it magnify itself because it's the postseason? You betcha, absolutely. But does it completely change it to where your mental side can, like goes blank and uh, it's, it's a totally different outset mentally because it is game three or it's game four now and you're down three games to none? Uh, I mean, I, I, I guess so. But at the same time, you got to take it like another game. That's, that's what you do. You just say, hey, it's game one of this series. Okay, for us, it is game one of this series. And we just need to win. That's all we need to worry about is taking one game at a time. And for Tampa Bay, it's it's like one more, and we're we're all we're to the World Series. And for and if you're Tampa Bay, you beat Houston. And this sounds weird, but if you're Tampa Bay, if you beat Houston, you've done the hardest part of your job, Eric. You've beaten the Yankees and you've beaten the Astros in back-to-back series. That is extremely difficult. And and I gotta be honest, like. Playing the Dodgers is nothing like playing the Yankees and the Astros in back-to-back series. If they can get this done, boy, they're going to be resting for quite some time. Because remember, the Braves are up two games to one. Or, uh, yeah, we two games to one after tonight. So they still got to go a few more. And if you're the racing and you can take care of business tonight, you are resting forever. Yeah, their series started before the National League Championship Series. If they get it done, they'll have even that extra day to, to rest, which is huge for your pitching staff. And these no travel days, these no off days. It's going to make a really big difference for Tampa uh, to get themselves ready for the next round. By the way, uh, Dodgers went through and uh, the inning uh, got through it pretty quickly. So the, the first inning is now over. Braves so weren't Eric, able to you, really get anybody You go on two Braves. more innings and see what happens after that. Okay. Uh, by the way, the Rays and the Astros, that's later tonight at about a little after 6.30. It'll be on TBS. Zach Greinke on the mound for Houston. Tyler Glasnow for Tampa. So, uh, Who wins? Greinke on the mound, I think I give Houston maybe a little bit of an edge here. I got, I got Tampa Bay. I think 
I think Houston will play with desperation and they'll give themselves an extra game, but I think Tampa takes care of it in the next one. Okay. Uh, coming up next hour, we'll get into the. There was an NFL game last night. We'll preview uh, or recap what happened there. What went wrong Wednesday? A lot of funny things happened over this past week. We'll get into that, and uh, we'll update you on what's going on with the girls' soccer playoffs in forays. Stick around. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. NFL players like routine. That's one of the great things about playing once a week. But no team in the league has had less routine than the Tennessee Titans. They've had 24 positive COVID tests for players and staff since September 24th. They didn't even know for sure until game day that they'd be able to play the Bills on Tuesday. But there were no positive tests yesterday and the game was played. Somehow, even with limited practice time, they dominated an undefeated Bills team. The parallel for the Titans in baseball was the Miami Marlins. They were the first team to have a rash of positive tests. They missed games but came back and reached the playoffs. Tennessee improved to 4-0 last night and has a commanding lead in the AFC South. It helps that it's a veteran team with players that know the system. I'm not sure other teams would deal with adversity as well as Tennessee. But this is just one week. Now they have to stay healthy and hope they can continue to play and play well. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.